and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Now is the time to unleash the power of your mind and start feeling amazing. Boost your confidence, lose weight, stop smoking, release stress, and more. Visit beyondhypnosis.org and experience how hypnotherapy merged with light and sound technology can take you to higher levels of emotional and physical well-being. That's beyondhypnosis.org. We now offer customized virtual sessions, in-office sessions, and hundreds of hypnosis downloads and healing meditation music in our store. Start creating a better reality today. Visit beyondhypnosis.org. On the Illuminations Media Network, I'm Tamara Taggart, back with you for another meditation circle. We're working in Chapter 25 of Reverend Ike's Secrets for Health, Joy, and Prosperity for You, a Science of Living Study Guide. And Chapter 25 is entitled, Always the Father's Son. The scripture that we're looking at and that is our inspiration is John 8, 32. And you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. Now, what is truth? (laughs) Reverend Ike breaks it on down here in the chapter. He talks about that we must know the difference between the two, that truth is about intellect and it's about the five senses, about what we can see, what we can hear, what we can feel, taste, touch. All of that is all about the truth of what we're experiencing or the appearances that we are discerning with this 3D spacesuit on planet Earth. But there is so much more to us. And this is what's so important for us to really get and understand that we are not limited to flesh. We are more than flesh, much, much more. And there's that divine spark that's right there within us that is the truth and the core of who we really are. That divine spark is that part of us that can never, ever be destroyed. It was never created. It's always been here, and it is one with the divine source of creation. It can't be harmed or endangered. It is, and it will always be. That energy source that we are, that frequency, that vibration, it will never be destroyed. It just transforms into different experiences. And so if we move into the chapter here, we're going to look at that science of living principle. It's the truth of you is God, infinite good. God comes from an old Germanic word that means good. The ever-increasing, constant, eternal good. 
The truth of you is perfection. You may go away from this truth, right? You might go away from it in consciousness as the prodigal son did. Remember, he left his father's house where all good and abundance was was at his disposal. It was his birthright to partake of it at all times, but he decided to turn his back on it and walk out, go hang out in the world for a while. (laughs) But that truth of who he was didn't ever leave him. He just stepped out of it for a little bit in ignorance. But when he came back home, there was a celebration because he was still always his father's son. No matter what he did, no matter what he stepped out and experienced in the world, the realities, the the, uh, images, the appearances of the physical world had really nothing to do with the true essence of who he was. And that's what we're focused on here. I know that there is a Greek adage that always says, man, know thyself. So it's so important for us to remember and to know and learn who we really are. In this world, we are bombarded with labels that people place on us. We're bombarded with hats that we wear to many different people and different aspects of our lives. But those are just layers of covering that are characters that we play in this drama called our lives. But when we pull all of those off, we recognize that the truth of who we are is an energetic being, a being that has no gender. It has no race. It is just the divine source of creation that's right there within us. And it is who we are at the core. And when we forget this, this is when we move in to the different trials and tribulations of life. This is when we sin, which is an old archery term that means we miss the mark by forgetting who we really are, by believing in separation or lack. And according to dictionary.com, when we step away from the truth that's going to set us free, when we step away from that truth, we are setting ourselves up to experience the impediments of life, such as sin, misery, and ignorance. But when we step back into the knowledge and wisdom of who we truly are, the absolute truth, that is when we reconnect with that spark of creation that is who we really are. So that is the crux of what the difference is between truth and facts. Again, truth is eternal. That is who we are. Truth does not change. Facts change. Facts will change according to circumstances. Facts are fleeting. Facts do not remain. And that is why it is so important when we are faced with appearances in the world, things that look like huge, huge, insurmountable problems, 
It's so important for us to remember the truth of our being and who we really are. That there's that part of us that cannot be damaged, hurt, or harmed, or endangered in any way. Remembering the truth and looking at these appearances that are right there within our fleshly experience and knowing that they are only wrinkles in time, if you will. They are very limited. They are very short and fleeting in the grand scheme of who we really are. And when we're able to really master that and to grab a hold to that truth of our eternal being, then we can live fearlessly knowing that, as grandma always said, this too shall pass. <laughs> we know it's only here for a very brief time. And it is for us to trust and know who we are and the truth of our very being so that we do not get swayed by fear, so that we do not get lost in the ignorance of just plain facts. And so if we go on looking past that and we look in to the, the wisdom of truth, you know, we, we look at, okay, there is the, the physical, the physical realm. And yes, we do experience, we see horrible things going on in the world. And these are appearances, these facts of poverty, of dis-ease, of all kinds of awful things that are taking place on the planet. We know that these are, yes, they're facts in the physical world, but we always have to look and know that there is something higher, that there is a higher cause behind it all. This is where we speak to that, that all things work for good because they do. They all come around to serve some purpose. The challenges in our lives are always giving us opportunities for growth and expansion. When we've become too small in some area and it's time for us to grow and to stretch, the circumstances that we're in have become so limiting that something drastic has to take place. And sometimes it can be a tragedy or it can appear to be something that's very, very wrong. But in the end of it, it always turns out as an opportunity for us to become more, to remember who we really are. But sometimes we can get caught up in that, in the fear and the doubt and the worry. But that's why the truth will always set us free. If in the midst of those seeming facts, these appearances of lack and limitation, we can remember the higher purpose, the higher truth, then we can move through them a whole lot easier and get to the good stuff a whole lot quicker. And Reverend Ike admonishes us to remember that nothing can change the truth of you. Nothing can touch the truth of you. And, and again, what is that truth? What is that truth? 
The truth is that we are divine beings of light. We're spiritual beings that are having a physical experience, a fleeting experience that is set up for us to grow through and to celebrate and appreciate the opportunities for growth. Oftentimes it's challenging to have uh, gratitude in the midst of seeming problems, but when we can see from a higher perspective, see through these eyes, through these eyes as that spiritual being, we see the deeper and the higher purpose of it all. That is when we can rejoice in our lives and really experience the good that is ours in every moment. Reverend Ike speaks to the fact that there are no poor people. There are no sick people. Well, I'll just say people experience things, experience uh, facts and appearances of things, but there's no true poverty. There is no true sickness. Reverend Ike lets us know that poverty and sickness are definitely a fact, but it's not the truth. So poor Reverend Ike was as a kid that he couldn't even afford a nickel to buy lunch at school. He got out of poverty by knowing the truth, knowing the truth about who he is. You know, he says that there are no sick people. There are just people who do not know the truth. And we learn the lesson from the prodigal son that when he came back, after experiencing the facts of poverty, I think he was eating uh, with pigs, eating the slop that people would throw away. When he remembered who he really was and he went back home to the father, he stepped out of that, that seeming appearance of lack, of limitation, of poverty, of suffering. And he stepped in to the father's house. And this is what we must do when we are in the midst of appearances of problems. We have to remember who we really are. And the moment we remember those seeming facts, appearances of negative circumstances pass away very, very quickly because we have removed our attention and our belief in them. When we turn our attention to the truth, we begin to recognize we're no longer believing in things that seem to be there, phantoms. We believe and know the truth that will set us free. And when we look at the scripture that speaks to this about that prodigal son, that what happened to him when he came home? Luke 15, 17, he came to himself. He came to himself. He came back to who he always was. He just remembered. He had forgotten, was walking around with amnesia. 
To come to God is to come to yourself. And there's another scripture, John 10.30. I and the Father are one. When you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And this is something that is the truth about all of us. Yeshua, the Christ, spoke those words in the scriptures. But he was speaking about us as well. He stated that we need not marvel at the things he was doing because we were going to do greater things. He knew that when we stepped into our Christ consciousness, that we too were going to demonstrate these types of things. The expression of the truth. Not the expression of fear, doubt, lack, worry, and separation. No, the expression of the oneness of who we are. And this is the truth of our being that will set us free from any limitation, any physical experience that we are discerning with our five senses. You know, and this brings me to uh, something that I read in Neville Goddard's work, where he was speaking about the Samaritan woman at the well, where the Christ met her there, and they had that conversation where he talked about the five men that she uh, had had, and that none of them were her husband, and the one that she really wanted, that sixth one, wasn't there yet but she really wanted it. This was speaking directly to the five senses, the physical, the intellect, what we discern in the physical world. Those five men or five men who kept impregnating her was her belief in the physical in what her five senses could tell her. But what she really wanted, that sixth one, the one that she felt that she could not have, was because she was so tied up with being pregnated with the belief in the experiences of the five senses. Go back and read that and read it again. A lot of times there's so much more in the scriptures if we really look at what it's speaking to. Those five senses of what she really wanted. She was being held in a place, continuously being uh, reinforced in the physical with those five men who were impregnating her in the belief of the physical, of the lack, of the limitation. But that sixth one that she really wanted she needed to step away from the physical and remember the truth of the spiritual aspect of herself. To step into the fact that she and her father were one. She forgot because she was a Samaritan. They were a mixed race um, who had stepped away from the original teachings. And so this is speaking to the same aspect that she left being not being a pure, of pure heart, of, of pure knowledge, you see. 
And so all of those things, that's why I'm so enamored with the scriptures. There's so much deeper, so much deeper than what we've been taught. And so Reverend Ike admonishes us here. He says, deep within the heart of every one of us, that God has put the ability to be, to do, to have all the goodness of life, the riches of life. He's given it to us just by knowing the truth of who we are and living in accordance with that truth. If you know who you are, all of these things, these appearances, these negative appearances of lack and separation, these facts of the five senses will begin to just fade away because we remove our attention, our energy from them, our belief in them, and we begin to walk in a new way. We begin to leave those old intellectual beliefs behind because there's so much more than what we can see. We are more than what we can see. And so if we go to our quotes to remember, the first one is, deep within the heart of everyone, God has put the ability to be, to do, to have, the goodness of life, the riches of life, Reverend Ike. To learn what is true in order to do what is right is summoning up the whole duty of man, Thomas Huxley. There are no poor people, only people who do not know the riches of God within them, Reverend Ike. The affirmative prayer treatment, remembering that this is about preparing your mind to receive, not about beseeching or begging. <laughs> I want you to repeat each line after me, loud and proud. Feel it in your heart. Experience it right there within your body. The truth of me is health. God in me is my health. The truth of me is happiness. I am such a happy person that everybody likes to be around me. The truth of me is love. I am surrounded by love. The truth of me is success and prosperity. God in me gives me new and exciting ideas that make me successful and prosperous. The truth of me is money. 
the money-making mind of God in me gives me right ideas that bring money and great things into my life. Thank you, God in me. Thank you, Mother, Father, God in me for awakening me to the truth of my being, the very core of who I am. Isn't that beautiful? Well, that's all the time we have today. And I just thank you for joining me for this wonderful, enlightening, enlightening chapter in Reverend Ike's book. Get the book and enjoy this for yourself. You can find the link right down in the description box. Just click on it and you can get the Kindle version or the physical copy, whichever you prefer. And so for everyone who is a Beyond member, I'll see you over on the other side and we'll continue on with the full version of the meditation. So until next time, remember, as my grandmother always said, get your head together first. Your ass is going to follow. Peace and blessings. <laughs>